Well, literally every day, our minds are bombarded by hundreds, maybe even thousands of voices trying to influence the way that we think and the way that we live. Now, this can be very frustrating, it can be very confusing, and it can be very, very tiring. So the question is then, what voice do we listen to? Well, tonight we're going to examine this topic by taking a look at a song called God Rather Than Man with two very good friends of mine, Carla and Orlando from the power metal band Armor of God out of Orlando, Florida. Well, here we are. It is Thursday night. That means it's time for your must-see live stream with Raven's Heart here from Lithos Cry. And I'd like to welcome everybody that's watching us. We're already getting comments coming in, which is exciting. And everybody, just remember, this is a community and you can comment, weigh in. We're going to talk about some heavy stuff tonight. We're going to talk about what voices are we supposed to be listening to with all of the frustration, the confusion, and everything that's going on in the world right now. And as you can see, I got two very good friends of mine. We go back about four years uh, now, and it's Carla and Orlando from one of my favorite power metal bands, or um, Armor of God out of Orlando, Florida. Hey, and if you're watching for the first time on YouTube, go ahead. There's a little button down there and a little bell that says subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe. That will help us uh, uh, beat the algorithm a little bit. And if you're watching us on Facebook, welcome on Facebook Live. Go ahead and follow Lithos Cry on Facebook Live. And if you're watching on Twitch, I don't know much about it except the fact that we're on it. So go ahead and subscribe <laughs> to us on Twitch. Carla and Orlando, welcome to Raven's Heart. How are you tonight? Hi. Thank Hi. You. Hello, everybody. Good it's evening, so good everyone. to see you. We're it's good doing to awesome. See you, yes. Thank you for having us. Oh, it is a pleasure. You guys have been with us since we started with the Get Real program way back, what, three years ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And Armor of God actually provided the theme song when we started the Get Real uh, uh, podcast. And now we're doing video. And Tiffany is weighing in from North Carolina from the Hi. last trumpet. <laughs> Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. Can I wait? Just with you guys. Too. We're going to rock it's out that excited. place. Yes. Yes. Tiffany is saying, hey, y'all, looking <laughs> forward to rocking with you. I can't believe it. I mean, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but we are exactly 30 days away from Get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina. We are having a live outdoor rock concert 
to honor Jesus in Charleston, South Carolina, and Armor of God is going to be rocking the stage. Tiffany with the last trumpet is going to be rocking the stage. And our headline band, get this, is the letter black. And I'm very, very excited about all my favorite bands are coming to Charleston. This is so awesome. (laughs) How awesome is that? Yeah. (laughs) It's exciting. And it's exciting to share all of this good music with everybody in the Charleston area. And, you know, guys, we even have people coming as far as Maine to come see this show. And I'm very, very excited about that. People are flying into Charleston for it. But I want to talk about I want to talk about some heavy duty stuff. And um, Orlando, I know that I can always talk to you about the deeper uh, aspects of Scripture because you dive in. You've got a real heart towards Jesus, and I've seen you grow as a band. Uh, I saw you four years ago at the Orpheum with Delane and Hammerfall, and your music was awesome and it was deep. And then when I saw you just before COVID. When I was listening to your songs and you had the lyrics on the screen at the metal church uh, down in down in Florida, I was like, "Whoa, this is like a systematic th- theology book in power metal form." And and the growth has just been exponential. And what I want to talk about, and I want to help our viewers and our listeners with this, is the concept of fearing God rather than man. So before we get to the heavy music that's going to melt everybody's faces off tonight. What does fearing God, what does God rather than man, what does that statement and title of this song mean? Yes. Well, um, fearing or obeying, like the, the song says, right? Uh, we, we will obey God rather than man is basically because nowadays uh, people are shooting all sorts of information and we have to really deep dive into our soul, into our heart to uh, acknowledge and to figure out the voice of God. Uh, we have to um, do the discernment. Discernment, that's the key word. So we need discernment to really know what God is telling us to, to do, especially in these days. Uh, I mean, all the time through our lives, right? But it's really complicated nowadays with all the bombardment of information and stuff that's coming around. There's definitely a lot of noise out there. And, you know, when I saw you again, it was about three years ago when I came down and saw you guys at the Haven, one of my favorite shows that I've seen you guys do. And I love the Haven. Yeah. Park, Florida. It's like a little second home for us, you know, to go to the Haven. It's It's so amazing. So appropriately named the Haven, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just just awesome. And oh, we got some comments coming in that we're going to get to. But I want to say this, you know, we we went to lunch the day after the show and I always enjoy having lunch with you guys. And that's why I like doing this. I get to hang out with cool people like Carla (laughs) and Orlando. And not only do they rock, but they love Jesus. I mean, what more can you ask for? But Orlando, you're like, hey, yeah, dude, I'm like working on this song about God rather than man. And you were just kind of, you know, giving me some of the riffs, you know, just kind of humming them out a little bit to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that rocks. And it just really didn't hit me at the time three years ago what you were singing about. Maybe it's because I was still getting my head out of the clouds or, or whatever. And then all of a sudden now we're living in this life where it's so important. And I want to know what was it? Um, Orlando, that you were seeing three years ago that inspired this song, God Rather Than Man? Um, Well, uh, I guess it's just um, the Spirit uh, revealing itself, right? So through the times 
and it's it's not a new thing. I mean, I know nowadays it's it's been creeping up on us, but it's been going since many many years. Um, uh, information technology, television, you know, uh, programming, you know, because programming means exactly that. We are programming the people. So, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> right, and we have to be aware. That is so that is so true. I want to get to some comments here. And then Carla, I've got a question for you. And I want to circle back around to the programming because this is getting very interesting. Hey, we've got uh, Ricky Andrews. Hey, guys, been spinning you guys on MSM radio metal sharpens yeah. metal up in Utica, New York. And then we have the rugged American hey, flag company. And this is awesome. Ooh. I've been listening to all of their music this week. And I cannot wait to hear them live. Oh. Thank you. Oh, awesome. it, it came straight to my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the support. And we appreciate you spinning our music, Rick, over there. We're awesome show. Awesome. <laughs> Strongly recommend it. You know, you, you make a very good point about the programming that people believe what they see on TV. And you're looking just at a small, well, it's a bigger screen now, but you're just looking at a slice of something. You're not looking at the whole thing. And I was listening to a sermon from Pastor Matty Montgomery out in Tennessee, and he was talking about how people get caught up in living their life like TV characters in a way. They see something on TV and then they live their lives emulating that and they never really truly see who they are in Christ. Basically, they've been programmed to think that they have to be a particular way. So that is that is so deep. And Rick says, Yep, nailed it about programming. Yeah, it's television programming. Hey, we got Joey Pike on. Hey, oh, Joe. <laughs> Good hey, to Joe. see you. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we've got uh, watching tonight, Eduardo Milan. Hey, hello, Carla in Orlando. <laughs> hello. Hello, Eduardo. <laughs> so we're talking about programming. We're talking about the cacophony. I'm using big words tonight. That's the, that's the word of the <laughs> night, viewers, is cacophony. Um, that's what it is. It's a lot of noise and it's confusing. It wears you down and makes you act a certain way. And hey, we've got Jermaine uh, checking in. Jermaine Nixon from Tricord and he's going to be on with us in May. Hey guys, Jermaine, thanks for joining us this evening. I love it. All the viewers that we got tonight. This is awesome. Hey, and if our viewers weigh in on this topic, fearing God rather than man, weigh in on this. We want to hear what you have to say and we'll answer your questions. But Carla, question for you. When Orlando wrote this song and gave it to you to sing, were you seeing some of the same things that Orlando was seeing or did it open your eyes to things that you had never considered before or were you seeing things that were different than Orlando was seeing? I'm kind of curious to find out. Well, I can tell you that by being Orlando's wife, I hear a lot of what it's in Orlando's mind. Uh, probably even before it turns into a song or a concept, I'm probably having quite a lot of conversations with him. We have a really, really nice fire pit out here in our backyard. We sit there, we sip our wine, and we talk. And um, I know that Orlando is a very spiritual man. That's why I'm so proud to be married to him. And he has this connection to, to the spirit and also to to discernment, like he said before, you know, particularly in these times, we have to be very, very careful about what is being presented to us as the truth and what we should be consuming, which is another concept that we can talk about, right? We're supposed to be consumers of all of this that is 
uh, you know, the music you're supposed to like, the food you're supposed to be eating, er everything. So um, I think that when Orlando presented it to me to answer your question <laughs> was not a surprise. However, what is a surprise to me is the way that he wrote it, because and particularly for me singing it, I can I, I feel this song is very raw. It has a lot of punch and power to it. So Orlando is making a statement not in the way that Orlando normally talks to you. Norman, Orlando is making a very strong statement with this song. And I hope that the viewers can also share about it when they get to listen to it in a few more minutes, um, because it's, it's, it's in your face. Uh, we're trying to be in your face, just like the other programmers will put stuff on your face and say, hey, this is what's that. So we want to bring our message. And hey, what's better than Power Metal to bring that message, right? So... Absolutely. I don't think Kenny G could pull this one off. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think that would work very well. Or uh, Jack Johnson or Jimmy Buffett. I, I don't think it would work. Hey, you know, it's different tools in the toolbox is what it is when you're looking at music. Uh, you, we've talked about this with Rockfest coming to Charleston with you guys coming up here. There's a reason why we are bringing harder, heavier bands to Rockfest. Uh, not just because that's what I like, but there's a reasoning <laughs> behind it uh, and that it's, you know, there's a warfare that has to occur in this city. We have to push back the darkness. There's a lot of spirits over this city that's been holding this place back and it needs to be moved and it needs some heavy artillery. It needs some in your face. It needs some, you know, the, the heavy guns to come out to do what needs to be done. And and that's part one of, the, one of the things that we've been talking about with Rockfest. And you're absolutely, absolutely right. And boy, we are getting all sorts of comments here. We've got Michelle. I love the viewer participation. And I absolutely, hearing God rather than man is so important. Be still and know otherwise we don't hear. Yeah, that is so true, is being still. You know, when we get it all up in our mind and we get all this confusion in our mind, and that's something that goes to Exodus 14, uh, Exodus chapter 14, which I'm actually going to talk about a little bit later with fearing God rather than man, because that chapter when Israel's about ready to cross the Red Sea with Moses is all about fearing God rather than man in many different ways. And Tiffany says, yes, amen. And uh, Rick is saying, love the insight about Brother Orlando and, and fireside chats with wine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We are not we are not legalists here. As a matter of fact, before we got started, my my wife was pouring a pa uh, glass of uh, Pinot. Uh, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to wait for that after the show because that could get really interesting i'm gonna stick with with coffee right now oh so, what's 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 that you're holding there oh yes hey what everybody is that? hey you're gonna be able to get these at Rockfest because they're gonna bring them with you i've got my merch tonight this is my official armor of god coffee mug and when i want to listen to in your face music i drink in your face coffee out of my in-your-face coffee mug from <laughs> Armor of God. <laughs> we, do, we, we, we do have a few ones, so uh, they're limited, but we'll, we'll have some over there. We'll bring them. Sure. We'll bring Well, em. that means people just need to get there early to get their <laughs> coffee mugs. I mean, you guys have a lot of great merch. I was actually looking for my Armor of God t-shirt tonight, and um, oh, and Deb, Deb is weighing in. She's got her glass of peanut, and she says, toasting your interview. 
Cheers, Cheers. Debbie. <laughs> for those of you, the water that, for now. Yeah, oh, we got we water. Go. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, uh, the last last name there, uh, Deb, is is my wife, and I just about spilled water over everything that I've got here. I was getting a little <laughs> excited about that. Thanks, Deb, for weighing in. And Michelle's like, "Oh yes, I need that mug." Yes, Michelle's going to be one of the first ones. You know, look, I keep a napkin here in the studio just in case I spill stuff all over the place. I've got a. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I spilled nacho cheese on my shirt before we actually did the uh, show and I had to change my shirt. So I didn't do that tonight. So that's good. <laughs> hey, we're talking about the hard, heavy hitting music of Armor of God, a song called God Rather Than Man. So I know everybody's been waiting for this and I want to play this song. It's your lyric video so that they can actually see the lyrics too and how powerful this is. Now, this song, it runs about six minutes, but man, it is a six minute absolute roller coaster ride that is going to melt your face off. So as we're playing this song, please go ahead and comment on this song. You can comment on the lyrics, the sound, whatever you want to comment on. The fact that I'm an absolute klutz and just spilled water all over the computer here. Um, fortunately, we're still broadcasting. And uh, go ahead and comment. We'll go through those comments when we get back. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this concept of God rather than man and the programming that's going on in the world today. And thank you for joining our programming. <laughs> and here it is, God rather than man from Armor of God.
Wow. Okay. Um, let me put my face back on uh, before we continue here. That was, I love that song. Now, for everybody that commented, we're going to go through the comments and let Carla and Orlando respond. I saw their faces as the comments were coming up. And thank you so much, the community, supporting these two very gifted, talented individuals and a whole band behind them. I mean, Man, my brother Ryman down there, man. Ryman, shout out to you, Henry and Hector. Man, looking forward to seeing you guys coming up here to Charleston. Uh, that was absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. And if you liked what you heard right there, you have to hear this live. I have. And I'm going to get to share it with you on May 15th here in Charleston. So, uh, okay. So we got Jermaine. Oh my goodness. This is so on fire. And how many flames are down there? It's like five flames. So he's, he's burning up down. His, his face has been melted off. Then awesome. we got Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal. Uh, radio from WVVC.com and Utica. It, he says, wow, that's heavy. I don't recall hearing this one. Can you guys send to MSN so we can spin it? Has a Dragon Force vibe to it. Very cool. Definitely have to spin this. Orlando, do you like? Yeah. Are you into Dragon Force at all? I know that's one of those power metal bands. We haven't talked about them very much, uh, but is that one that you really like? Oh well, yes, yes, I, I do like Dragon Force. I've I've seen him like maybe four times. Yeah, yeah, four or five times. Um, just, but that's just, that's funny because some, we've been told that before that some of the songs, some of the heavier songs, tend to be on the on very rapid beat. Yeah, people said that it reminds and them of it reminds Dragon Force. people of of Dragon Force, and of course, I'm going to take that reference any day. That's <laughs> oh, great. <absolutely. laughs> They're great musicians. So <laughs> I'll send it. I think uh, actually, I think uh, Rick, you spinned it on the show the very first time. The the time the time you did like four of our songs. I think that was probably the first one, but. Well, we I'll send, send it to it you over, again, Rick. definitely. Uh, yeah. We haven't spun it ever since. <laughs> it's a good one to spin again, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Jermaine back, and I want to I talk about this a little bit. So much truth. This has a Nightwish vibe to it. I am in love. Jermaine, my man, wow. I like I you even more now. You love <laughs> Jesus, and you like Nightwish. Man, you are you here. Go part of the community here. <laughs> you know, when I listen to it, I definitely do hear that Nightwish vibe in there. But something that I've been hearing more and more as you've been progressing in your music, uh, especially with your vocals, Carla, is I've been hearing a very similar sound to what I hear coming from Serenia and Emma Zoldan from Serenia, one of my absolute favorite favorite bands to listen to um just with the the power of the vocals the finesse in the vocals and just the guitars and now that you got the growls in there oh man what more can you ask for i mean it's a perfect <laughs> perfect combination and we got new comments coming in too so tiffany yes i want to talk about this too jude 123 in reference to spiritual darkness over charleston yeah uh they call this place the holy city but um it's anything but we got a lot of churches here and that's what i consider you know i did a drive around my neighborhood uh, about a six mile radius and there were like five churches in that six mile radius and nobody really gets along here it's it's really kind of a very very strange place uh, and we've even noticed that in putting Rockfest together the uh, amount of support that we've gotten from the charleston area from the churches has been 
infinitesimal. Most of our support's coming from out of state. But that's good because we have to push back the darkness. That is not what God wants in this city, and, and we know that. But I took a look at Jude chapter 1 at verse 23 where it says, Save others by snatching them from the fire, and others show mercy mixed with fear hating even uh, the, the clothing started uh start stained by corrupted flesh i don't have my glasses on so it's a little bit more difficult to read but yes we're going to be saving some by fire and some by grace and mercy at rock fest that's what we're going to be seeing um okay we got the rugged american flag company here powerful we've got Jermaine, again, this smacks so hard. <laughs> He's really <laughs> digging you guys. All right. Tiffany McGinnis-Shelton, I love the shredding. Yeah, that is intense. And hey, okay, I mentioned his name and he showed up. There he is, my man, Ryan. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he can't I, wait come up, to come up. That is so... <laughs> you see, you don't have to say his name three times. So he still appears. <laughs> he still appears, man. I cannot wait to see my friend Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and melt melt the metal and you know Jermaine I, I like this is I love what Jermaine's saying here I am believing revival on the 15th and that's what we're believing here in Charleston as well. That gave me goosebumps. Yes, yes we have several people that are on the committee for Rockfest and God has spoken some very, very specific words, people that are very in tune with God's voice because they fear God rather than man. And it's interesting because we will have these words of, of knowledge and wisdom stirring in us and we'll start sharing. It's like, wait a minute, God showed me that too. Oh, God showed me that. And Orlando, you probably remember a year ago, just before COVID started, Stacy, our friend Stacy from Revelation Resistance up in North Carolina, released a very powerful word that Rockfest was going to be bigger than I imagined or even planned. And that's when we were thinking about having Disciple and just a couple bands. Yeah. And then COVID happened. It's like, wait a minute, what, what, what just, what just happened? And now all of a sudden we've got nine bands lined up. Uh, we're going to have the baptismal pool there. Uh, the gospel will be presented. We've wow. got an entire evangelism team coming down. We've got a prayer team that's going to be praying with each of the bands before they go on oh, stage. Hey, I mean, great. it is just going to be absolutely amazing. God has opened up so much. And hey, hey there he is. I mentioned his name once as well, Stacy. <laughs> and he appears. And he appears, <laughs> just like Ryman. <laughs> that is so funny. Stacy, welcome. And hey, those of you, you uh, that are watching, you need to listen to Stacy's podcast, revelation resistance it's where i get my my weekly dose of of word i, I get fed a lot from stacy and he and i uh we spend a lot of time texting talking and everything like that it's awesome and then uh i so wish i could be a part of that says says jermaine jermaine i unfortunately we don't have a lot of room left on that we don't have any room left on the stage at all in the hours that we got the amphitheater but brother come on out come on out to get revelation rock fest support these bands come on out pray share the gospel i, I the more people we got sharing the gospel in the crowd the better and, and sharing the truth so come on out to get revelation rock fest and see these bands and it's it's awesome i mean that song just fired me up and Carla, you're right. It's absolutely in your face, is mm -hmm. what it is. It's very um, Orlando prophetic. The words of wisdom, the words of knowledge, the discernment that you have coming out, the way that you break down a very, very difficult passage of scripture. Uh, and we're going to talk about the scriptures that you use for that in a minute. So you wrote this three years ago, and we talked about it three years ago. Um, oh, and, and uh, here, here we go. It's Jermaine. I want to see revival in that area. I am pumped. Yes, we need revival in Charleston. Jermaine, come on out to Rockfest. Help us, um, help us 
glorify Jesus and, and, and build you can the feel the hate Jesus. in your face too. Yes. Right there. Like the, yes. from the stage, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, now that the song has been released and it's out and we're living in this time that we're living in right now, what are you seeing that makes this song so relevant for this hour, Orlando? I want your discernment and I want you to share that with our viewers. What are you seeing that with the confusion where man's voice is overpowering that still small voice and people are getting all confused and everything like that? Please share that with us. Yeah. Well, one, one time I think, I don't remember what's you or someone that asked me about this song and I, um, summarize it very quickly with um anti-hypocrisy song you know because the discernment needs to come because we have people that say that they're good and say that they want all the best things for you but also like what they really want is to control and it's basically for money and greed right like it all comes down to that like having control having power because they don't care they're greedy so we, the people that just follow, you know, the programming and whatever, politicians, um, e- even pastors or, or, or priests, whatever. I mean, it depends, you know. Uh, the devil is very smart. He doesn't get to lie only to atheists, right? <laughs> he, he gets to lie to anyone. He knows every single aspect of every religion. Every political statement, every non-political statement or non-religious statement, he knows everything. And he can get into our minds. So that's why discernment is so important. That's why we need to look into our heart, into our spirit, and know what comes from God. And to me, how do I know? Well, what comes from love? What comes from me loving my neighbor? You know, what comes from me doing the right thing towards others, helping one another, you know, or what comes from a spirit of hatred or, you know, I don't like this person because, you know, like, oh, judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Just judging other Mm -hmm. people. Like, so that's what it is. Like, um, am I a person that's going to be judging everyone all the time because I'm so righteous that, Everyone else is so, oh, that sinner over there, you know? And like you've talked about the scripture before, like the, 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 the Pharisee and the other person like is in the back, like asking for forgiveness. And Jesus said, who, who do you think that God listened to their prayer? It's the, the one that's really repentant of, of what they did versus, well, oh, thank you because I'm so good, God. And I'm not like that mm-hmm. um, person in right. the back, you know? So I think that when it comes down to, as as far as the main <laughs> aspect of the song goes. Wow, that is so profound. And that's why I love hanging out with you guys. It's just, it encourages, it increases my faith. And I want to go back to something that you said earlier, and you just touched upon it. Um, a lot of this song, God Rather Than Man, really comes from Matthew 10, 24 through 27 where Jesus said the disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master 
and the servant as his Lord. If they called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness that ye that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear that preach ye upon the housetops. And then in verse 28 it says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy the soul and the body in hell. Fear God rather than man. But Jesus uses the word disciple. And a lot of times our scripture reading is so lazy and so Americanized. It's like, oh yeah, disciple, discipline, got it, you know, and on to the next word. But if you take a look at what the word disciple means, it's exactly what Orlando was talking about at the beginning and just talking about here. Uh, the Greek word for it is mathetes, which means a learner, but it really means the mental effort to think something through. So one of the accusations that people have about those who follow Jesus, those who are believers, is, oh, you just put your you know brain on a shelf. Well, a lot of them unfortunately do, but that's not what Jesus called us to do. He called us to think everything through, to use discernment, what, what Orlando's talking about. I think Orlando is a, and this is not to puff him up or anything like that, but a very good example of using discernment and a way to to state what he's seeing through his music that he writes and that he expresses and what Orlando always expresses. And this is one of the things, Oh brother. Okay, here we go. That bothers me. I see a lot of people on YouTube today that have their discernment ministries where they're just throwing rocks at people. It's like, Oh, well, this guy believes in a pre-trib rapture. I don't believe in that. Or, Oh man, can you believe that so-and-so is hanging out with so-and-so? And I mean, these, these videos are like getting thousands and thousands of views and all it is is hot gossip and throwing stones. And it's like, yeah, I've got discernment and I'm going to, I'm going to expose everything. Uh, listen, dude, it's not your job to do the exposure. Okay. God can take care of that. Says it right here in Matthew chapter 10 verses 24 through 28. But really what discernment is, is thinking through everything and comparing it to the words of Jesus. And that's one of the reasons why we changed the name of what we're doing here to Raven's Heart, the heart of the raven or the heart of the prophet, which is supposed to be the heart of Christ, which is mentioned in the Beatitudes. If it doesn't line up with the Beatitudes, anything that any church is doing or anything that any person is doing, it ain't of Jesus. It ain't. It's of what Orlando was talking about, the devil, or should I say it is the spirit of anti-Jesus or anti-Christ. So think about that one for a moment there. Hey, we got some more. Um, hey, Ryman, 100% on everything Orlando was saying. Hey, and it's Viviana. Hey, oh, Viviana. Hi, Viviana. Hey. hey. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you. Last time I saw Viviana was at... The, the the haven, the haven. <laughs> yeah it was mm -hmm. so good for her to join us tonight thank you so much and hey if you're watching us on facebook live go ahead and subscribe to us on facebook and if you're watching us on youtube um hit uh hit the hit the subscribe button there because that helps us with the algorithms and getting this type of word out and and this heart that's being expressed here tonight and, uh, you know orlando as i was preparing for this edition oh and viviana says Hello, guys. And she says right back, hello. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so good to see you. So good to see you. So as I was preparing for this and I was working on that video last night, getting it ready for, for distribution, uh, I noticed that it was published on March 11th, 
last year in 2020. And March 13th is a date that sticks out to me like September 11th, because March 13th was the day that basically the pandemic was declared. I mean, I remember clearing out of work and not going back until, you know, months later after that. I, I was in and out, but, you know, because it was a school, there was really not much going on there. So it was in and out. And, you know, I didn't see kids again really full time until this year. It's a date that sticks in my mind where everything, everything just changed when you put that video out. When you put the video out, Orlando, what was it that God, and I have to ask you because you're so in tune with the Spirit, what was it God was stirring in you? Why the 11th of March? Was there something that you were feeling on the inside? I need to get this out now because this is an important word. What was going on? Well, there's a little bit of that of Yes, I need to get this out there because I want this out there, right? It's like a little bit of a source of urgency. But what's most important, and it's kind of funny because I didn't realize the dates at all until you brought it up to me. And I'm like, oh, well, God's timing. It's what it is. It's God's timing because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he's interesting right mm. that's how it works <laughs> <laughs> you know some of the most spiritual things that i've done i haven't even realized i was doing them when i did them you know that, that's really the way god works you know you can get all worked up and oh yeah man i'm gonna do this great thing for god and you know uh I, i'm gonna do this and you know sometimes there are those promptings and those leadings but there's a lot of times people come up to me may, may be like man when you said this and we're talking about this i'll be like i don't remember talking about that but Hey, amen. If, you know, if, if the spirit moved you, then that's, that's great, you know, and that's, that's really that humility, uh, when you're operating in that, in that factor that we've talked about that heart of Jesus being humble before the Lord, just be like, okay, I'm drawing close to God. I want to serve you. I love you, Lord. And we're just going to do this. And you just start following him and it just becomes, becomes a second nature. You know, I want to say something about dates. I was going to save this for later, but since we brought it up, I'm going to bring up something else. And, I'm one of those, I, I recognize patterns very easily, especially with dates. Uh, even before I was a believer, dates was something that I was really into. So we are having Get Revelation Rock Fest on May 15th. We all know that. I've said that like 20 times. We're going to talk about that more before we get done. But in 2017, it was on May 17th that I saw Armor of God for the first time at the Orpheum in Tampa, Florida, when you guys opened up for Hammerfall and Blaine. So we are almost exactly four years. 17, you said? Yeah, May 17th is when I saw you. Yep, May 17th. Isn't that crazy? I mean... It is. Wow. It, it, it's just, it's, <laughs> I remember yelling at Carla across from the floor at the, I'm like, where are you guys from? <laughs> that was, that was so much fun uh, doing that. So, uh, there's a lot of references to scripture in here, and I hit upon one of them. Orlando, can you kind of give us a breakdown of the scriptures that inspired you and that you incorporated this so that our viewers and our listeners, they can go back and take a look at these scriptures and see what it is that you're that you're singing about? Yeah. Well, of course, the scriptures are like in my mind at the time when I'm writing, so I don't necessarily know exactly what they are. But it's funny, earlier when you mentioned Matthew 10, 22 because i today i was doing some you know brainstorming and i came across matthew 10 16 so a few verses before that the one that says um 
Behold, I send you forth as a sheep in midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you see there's a, a part that um, we talk about. We will um, we must not fall the prey of the wolves in sheep's clothing, right? So he's sending us amongst wolves, so we shouldn't be uh, falling for that. Uh, that's sin. And also, uh, what it says before uh, before that, you know, I, I send you, um, sorry, be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So in this sense, uh, God is telling us to be wise as serpents. So when I analyze this, right, like sometimes we as people that are may have a little bit of doctrine or indoctrinated a certain way of, uh, I mean, religiously speaking, right, uh, we tend to fear serpents, right? Like, oh, the devil or, or they represent evil or things like that. But not really. The serpent is something that Jesus is telling us to be wise like them. Because in this case, it's not the devil. In this case, is nature that God uses to teach us spiritual things. So look at different animals. Look at, you know, Jesus is always pointing out to nature to give us those spiritual teachings you know like the tree needs to be rooted by the river so the roots grow deep right like the faith is like a mustard seed if you have a little bit of faith it grows to be the biggest and tallest tree of all and i, I am you know i am the, the living water you know come to me so we need in planet earth we need water to live so jesus is the eternal water right the one for thirst or spirit i am the light of the world you know, the sun is the light of the world. It's natural, but Jesus is the spiritual light of the world, you know? So he's always pointing to spiritual, uh, uh, to natural uh, world creation to teach us that God is through all creation. He's teaching us all the things. So this is also something that what we were talking about earlier about the programming and all the, the noise and, and uh, I think Tiffany said, or, or, or Michelle, I don't remember, uh, uh, be still, right? Be still and know Michelle, God. Because when, when you're still in nature, right? Or you're still in front of your TV, right? Or with the radio on. So mm -hmm. you go out. Jesus went out to the desert. He went out and prayed. He's out in the middle of a boat in, in, in a lake. So mm -hmm. that's how we become still and hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That it's all shown in creation, everything that God created, there is no excuse at all for not seeing him. He's omnipresent. Now, and that's not saying that God is the tree, you know, and that's not what Orlando is saying, that we go worship the tree. But we see different aspects of it's, God. It's the teaching. Yeah, yeah, the teaching. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's used because we, we can't see God physically, but he's got all of these clues around us the substance of things unseen and the, you know the, the the basis of yeah. things the foundation of things that are hoped for is spoken in hebrews 11 yeah it's the part that will connect our spirit to god versus you know man because that's it god rather than man right so god is in nature on creation man is give me money look like this this is what's hip right now and and that's what I think is, is part of uh, the intent of, of the message, right? It's like um, man will try to 
control our lives just because the only thing that's important to them is money and mm -hmm. material things. And it's not, it's, it's like health and, and what we, the clean air that we breathe and, and having that relationship with our, our society, our, our brothers, sisters, and, and, and taking care of our world. Yeah, absolutely. We are so focused on the temporal and our comfort and our ease here. And, you know, when Jesus said, fear God rather than man, he was talking, you know, making it very clear that man, just what you said, you summarized those verses so wonderfully in that song is that man has no power over our soul. And it's our soul that's the eternal part of us. We're, we're three parts, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. And it's our soul that lives forever. And that soul is going to live in one of two places, either heaven or hell. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. Um, even Ronnie James Dio, when he was with Black Sabbath, made that very clear in their song, Heaven and Hell. I mean, mm -hmm. I could preach that song and, you know, it, it's biblical truth. That's, that's absolutely in that song. So, you know, what are we going to do? You know, somebody who uh, affects us or, you know, even bullying, even with, you know, somebody who bullies us and affects us mentally or hurts us physically, all they're doing is doing damage to the temporal part. It's going to go away anyway but it's not going to affect our soul. It's God who has control over the soul. And he's the one that determines its, determines its destiny. I mean, it's, it's just so, so very clear. And the other thing too, Orlando, you're talking about the devil. The devil, yeah, he does show up too as an angel of light. Hey, I'm good. Look at me. And it's so easy to get tricked if you are not in tune with the voice of God and the spirit of God. Because today we're living in a time where evil is labeled as good and good is evil. I mean, I think it might go back to the eighties when I was growing up to be like, yeah, man, that's bad. And when you were saying something was bad, it was really good. Maybe that was, <laughs> you know, kind of the start of that in just a very simple way. But now, I mean, things that are actually evil are considered good. And if you do good things, you're considered evil and people will kill you. And they have killed. That's the reason why they killed the prophets because I mean, my goodness, the prophets were preaching the truth. Uh, the apostles, they were preaching the gospel of peace, the good news to men. Hey, Jesus came. He was born of a virgin. God, God and man all in one. He died on the cross. He rose again so that you can be saved. And what do people do? They want to kill the people that are preaching the good news. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, of course, it, it smacks against human pride. And the other thing, too, is you've got so many layers of evil that we don't see that are around us that propel men and drive them to want to control. You know, a lot of men are just agents of Satan. They, they are, you know, if you are not following Jesus, well, Jesus made it very clear. If you're not for me, you're against me. You know, th yeah. there, there is no middle of the road. Ryman made a very good comment. I want to tie something in with this. He said, I love the cyclical nature of things in life. It's beautiful. Going back to the dates that we were um, saying, Ryman is another one of those guys that I can sit down and have a really profound, deep conversation with. And uh, all you guys are deep thinkers in, in armor of God. I mean, it's like, you know, the school of the prophets and philosophers with guitars <laughs> and heavy music. It, it, it's so cool. But going to the cyclical, I want to tie this into to Michelle's comment, she hit it on the head. And I think this is so important. And uh, I'm going to put my glasses on. It's that important that that way I can see. And, you know, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep talking about this because this is so important. I've got other questions to ask you. Um, Exodus chapter 14. Basically, this is when God led Israel out of Egypt and they came right before the Red Sea. And 
I did not realize this until I read Exodus chapter 14, that God purposely led them to an area that they would be entrapped, that there would be no escape from physically. Made no sense. And Moses is like, okay, I'm going to lead. Talk about being in tune with the spirit of God to lead like a nation of thousands of people to a place where they're going to get, you know, could get killed. All right. Mm -hmm. Talk about faith. So he brings them there and God hardens the heart of Pharaoh. And okay, so here's Moses. Just think about this for a minute. This guy, just like you and me, just like me and Orlando and Carla and and Raymond and Jermaine and everybody and Stacy that's out there. Just this one guy. He's got the entire Egyptian army coming on his heels from one direction. He and he's got thousands of people that have realized that he led them into an area that they can't escape from, yelling and screaming at him. Saying, then this is what they said. Uh, they said, uh, it says in verses 11 through 12, 10, 11, and 12 of Exodus 14, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us out of Egypt? Is not, not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we would die in the wilderness. And this is what Moses said to them when they were getting all worked up. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, fear ye not, stand still, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show for you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Be still and know that I am God. That's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. And there it is, Moses. Imagine if he feared the Egyptians. Imagine if he feared the people of Israel. Talk about being fearful. He was, that takes courage. That takes strength in knowing who you are in the Lord and knowing who the Lord is. Um, so, Michelle, thank you for that. And you know what, Ryman, the way I want to tie this in is that um, the cyclical nature of things, all of these examples that are given in Scripture of Moses and Israel and what they went through is to show us the cycle of our lives. God still is God. He still works the same way. These are lessons for us to apply to today, to fear God and not fear man. Even when, you, I mean, my goodness, that is probably one of the most difficult decisions that somebody had to make is, am I going to trust God at this time? I can just imagine Moses when he lifted his rod to part the Red Sea. He's like, oh, God, please let this work. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. so, we, so we can get so we can get across. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, talking about the, I was actually having a conversation with Raymond uh, this past week of some, about something similar about the, the Old Testament and all that. Probably at the fire pit. Yeah. <laughs> um, with <him. laughs> um, About all this that's written in the Old Testament, like, you know how people believe all different sorts of things. And of course, we don't have scientific proof that this happened a certain way, but we don't have to because we need to apply this to our spiritual lives. So like you said, like when the Moses and the people were in front of the this sea and they have no escape, 
apply this to your life? What is the teaching to your life? Like, are you feeling entrapped? You don't have a way out. So yes, you do. These people were able to do it. So have faith in God and he will open the sea for you. It's like the same concept of like move the mountain, you know, Mm -hmm. It's, it's have that faith that trust God that he will make those things happen if we seek his kingdom first, basically. That is so true. Mm-hmm. You know, it just showed me in the way that I applied it is that God moves when you're in those positions or he lead, he will purposely lead you into those positions that are way too overwhelming for you. And the reason why he does that is he wants to show that he's God and you're not. <laughs> yeah, and that that's what he was showing Israel there. That's why I said, after you see this, you're going to hold your peace. Now, they didn't. They murmured and complained like a bunch of whining babies for I don't know how many years. Um, you know, and not, we've all done that in our walk with the Lord is whining. I mean, I remember years after being saved, whining and complaining about everything. And I probably nauseated the Lord with my amount of whining and complaining going on. And mm-hmm. it's it's a growing process. And I, I loved how in Exodus 14 right there, that God refers to them as the children of Israel. They're like a child. They're learning and everybody is learning as they grow. And you eventually grow from the milk, the, the milk of the word to the meat of the word and your faith grows and, and, it, and it expands. You know, I have to do something because I heard my pit terrier, Amy, barking in the background. Everybody probably heard that just a few minutes ago. <laughs> and I have to do this because I didn't. We had just so many wonderful comments, but I do have to bring up Mac the Metal Dog, because (laughs) that song and Armor of God in this studio is totally Mac the Metal Dog approved here at Lithos Cry and Raven's Heart. (laughs) Mac is a big, big Armor of God fan. So um, I want to talk about uh, one of the verses, and I'm going to read it word for word because I don't want to make chop suey of it. I want the impact of it to get across. You sing, we will obey God rather than man where... uh, when they divide and contaminate us all. Can you give us some insight into this verse of the song about man contaminating and dividing us? What does that mean? Well, contaminating, basically clouding our our view, right? Um, if we cannot see, if you we are up in smoke, uh, it, you know, you cannot see what's in front of you. you the, the light doesn't go through. So, you know, all the crap on the TV <laughs> is contaminating us. Uh, you know, uh, the extremes of, like I say here, a, a extreme uh, politics of left and right, you know, because, yes, it's, there's, all, there's, it's all trying to divide us. Mm-hmm. And we... Sh- and, and it's not only dividing us because of ideas, it's more like the blaming game, right? Like, no, it's your fault because of, no, it's your fault because of this. It's like, you know what? It's actually everyone's fault because we are all in this together. Why instead of me screaming at you because you're right or left, I try to hear you out and have a decent conversation where we can, you know what? I understand your point, but why don't this? The thing is that, the division game is extreme. It's always extreme, right? The devil, when tempted uh, Adam and Eve, is like, oh, so you cannot eat for any of the fruits on the garden. Like, no, it's like, oh, 
he's so bad. How can not allow you to eat any of the fruits? No, he didn't say that. It's like just this one fruit here, you know, but it's like, oh, well, and then the blaming game starts. She ate. Oh, oh, he told me to. Oh, the woman's fault. He, she, she made me eat. So it's always a blaming game. And it's never like we should stop that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so that's contaminating our souls, basically. Mm-hmm. And the division, the, the division, division that is being yeah. created and, and, by the message. Uh, yeah, people and, think everybody holds on to this truth, and I'm going to fight you over my truth, and you're never going to find peace uh, in in that type of scenario because it's always black or white, left or right, uh, right or wrong, and we're we're just always going to be finding ourselves like Ryman says in these cycles. We have to step out of the cycle. The only way we can step out of the cycle and we can really focus on what's important yeah. is to actually know within ourselves what is what I'm what I'm making peace with, what is focus on God and on God's peace and love message. It can be very simple, like Orlando says. It doesn't have to be complicated. This is simple. But we humans sometimes complicate things so much. And if we keep it simple and we stay truth to what we believe and we make decisions based on that, then we can probably move forward and find more things to be in agreement with our brothers and sisters rather than finding ourselves in this constant battle between one and the other. Yeah. Contaminating our our vision of even Jesus, you know, because like that's why the next verse or the previous verse is like religion games of you know without a balance without a balance because when there's no balance it goes to the extremes and even when when i was a kid and i I grew up catholic but that's actually how i ended up uh knowing about jesus and and jesus came to my heart and at some point i learned that at some country in the world catholics and protestants whatever you know they were called by the catholics um they fight each other they had wars between each other i'm like don't they believe in jesus too like why are they fighting each other like is that stupid or what right so even <laughs> even within the ranks yeah it's, it's all be, being contaminated there's yeah. no truth in there mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about with Charleston earlier. You've got everybody fighting yeah. each other. It's like, uh, I'm not going to work with you uh, because, you know, your heavy metal Christian music is of the devil. Well, I mean, we can throw that argument out. Just listen to what we're talking about tonight. This is more truth than is being preached in most pulpits right now uh, in the Charleston area. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, you you believe in pre-trib uh you know, rapture or you believe in this and everybody's throwing rocks at each other, man. I mean, the, the centerpiece of everything is the gospel. All right. It is the gospel. It is Jesus is the centerpiece. Everything else we can work through that. And you know what, Carla, you know, with all this fighting and everything, if my future self met my past self or my past self met my future self, I'd be arguing with me because a lot of the things that I believed and I thought the way it was, ain't the way that it is and god is showing me every day that my view of him has been so flipping distorted it's like oh wait a minute that's not god god is not you know if you're redeemed if you've been saved bought by the blood and you are his disciple he is not sitting there waiting for you to screw up to smack you down 
And that's what I had been taught for so long. And that's what I had taught for so long. But that's not the case. When you are bought by the blood of Jesus and you're covered in that blood, when he looks at you, when God looks at you, he sees his son. You've been made a son and a joint heir. You and really you've become a friend of God because when you know you're not on when you're on the opposite side of the cross, you're an enemy of God. It talks about that, and Paul talks about that in the epistles. But when you become saved and a follower of Christ, you become a friend of God. It's taken me like 30 years to wrap my head around that. And it took me a conversation with somebody just the other day for that to finally sink in. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm start, but it's so simple. But it's all the distortion that Orlando's talking about that's out there. Now, I want to bring up a comment that's very interesting. Viviana stirring the pot tonight. We're going to get a little, <laughs> little controversial here. She says something. Okay. Um, she says here, let me go up. What about both sides, left and right, trying to hide something to humanity? And then... Ryman says they muddy up the puddle to make it seem deep. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> Something that uh, beyond our basic understanding. So, yeah, let's let's talk about that. I remember a um, Epica album called "The Divine Conspiracy," one of my favorite albums, as a matter of fact, by by Epica. And there's like this conspiracy in the cosmos, and I'm not talking about conspiracy theories here, but. Uh, what do you think about all this all these things being out there trying to hide something? Orlando, your thoughts on that, and then I'm going to weigh my thoughts in on that as well. What 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 what's everybody trying to hide right now? What why all the um misinformation campaign will you will? What, what do you think about that? Well, there's definitely many things that come into play. I mean, this this could be a a, a conversation that will last hours too, you know, but yeah, the, uh, what we're talking like, if we if we look if we stand stand still and listen to the God of uh, God's voice in our hearts, that's what we need to be able to see beyond. Because yes, there's powers that are in the high realms, right? That are trying to control everything. So yes, uh, the division games of left and right are real uh corporations uh you know throw people to lobby for specific uh things to happen and you know i need this to happen and do, then we have you know the the food and drug whatever like go together right food and drug because we can make you sick with our food and then we can heal you with our approved uh Treatment. not natural uh recipe right so yeah that's part of those conspiracies that are out there that exist that if we actually uh listen to to god on on nature and learn from you know the the being still and the spiritual realm that god talks to us to, to our heart then we're able to uh understand some of those things but we need to get out of the tv get out of in front of your tv in front of the social media all 24 7 like yeah it's fine in a balanced way like same video games you know all that when it's too much too extreme and there's another thing that's i haven't talked about but 
violence. Like, why is violence a thing that they try to instigate us uh, so much in this programming, right? Like, because that's part of the left and right thing, like extreme, and then you throw violence on top of that. Then we are a violent world, you know, like we should not be violent at all. We should, I mean, violence in nature, right? When we learn from it, we have hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes, but they're all within the balance you know, they're not extreme and like messing up every single day of our lives, right? So we shouldn't be in a state of violence and anger every single day of our lives. There's places and times for that. Like the Bible says there's a time for everything, but it's not a constant. And I, if I may say something too here. Absolutely. I think that uh, when you were circling back to our things actually being kept from us, I think that one of the one of the most important things that we cannot lose sight of is that we individually are very powerful and our our spiritual journey makes us even more powerful. So when you're disconnected from that source, when you disconnect from your own spirituality, you're very easily manipulated. So they want to and I say they as you know, we've been talking about, you know, the the powers that are behind things. So we we are being led astray away from our own power from an o- our own source of spirituality um and and that takes power away from us so that we can actually follow whatever path falls into this particular agenda of left and right absolutely so i think that it's it's funny how you were saying earlier uh glenn that you came to a realization uh, a few weeks back a few days back it's a beautiful journey that we're all into, right? Everybody has a different journey and we're all learning about ourselves and and how to relate to God in this journey that we're all living. So don't let anybody tell you how to do it, when to do it, how to go about it, right? It's not a step-by-step process. It's a discovery that we all have a right to as, as a human being as, and as children of God. So I'm not giving that power away to anybody. That is so beautiful. And we've got, hey, we've got another viewer. Jim Stanton has just uh, joined in, and he is from the band that we interviewed last week, Rock of Salvation. Totally enjoyed that band. What a bunch of guys that really love Jesus. Check them out. And uh, Rick is still with us. We are sons. We have power, and we have inheritance. That is so true. And I want to go back to what what Viviana asked, because it's a very deep question. Yes. Um, Devils hide. Okay. And we are not fighting against flesh and blood. That that's not what all of this battle is about. It's not really well, that's about another left. song. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's really not about uh, blood. It's not really about flesh and blood. It's not really about left and right. It's about the principalities and the powers. There are forces that fortunately we don't see. Now, some of us do see them and experience them every once in a while. That's going to be a topic for some editions um, coming up after May. Um, but these power, principalities and powers, uh, wickedness in high places, um, that's what's really messing with humanity because they hate humans. Lucifer or Satan, the serpent, hated humanity. That's why he tempted Eve. There's this jealousy because we were created a little bit lower than the angels. 
you know, and just watch a Marvel comics movie, watch the Avengers, watch Wonder Woman, and you see how all of these titans are like, well, these humans are, you know, they they belch and they fart and they fight each other and they do all this stuff. They're, you know, they're corrupt. Well, that's the way that the realms of darkness feel about us. They hate us. That's why they work through <clears throat> industries and the food to try to kill us. And, you know, you're talking about the, the pharmacy industry, you know, the word for pharmacy in Greek, pharmacy. Makia, you know, is sorcery. And when you go back to the basis of sorcery, you go to the book of Enoch, it was the fallen watchers. We're getting into some deep stuff here mm -hmm. because Viviana, she opened up the, you know, we're talking fallen angels that taught men how to do sorcery and make medicine. All right. Most of the stuff that we need to really heal ourselves, it can be found in nature. And mm -hmm. even beyond that, when you are following the voice of God and listening to God, even says this in Psalm 91, he will protect you from the noisome pestilence. You will have healing and health when you're fearing God and not man. And there are so many people that I know that get so messed up by medications. Oh, oh and I have to make the reference because I met you guys at a Delane concert and I love this Delane song. Your body's a battleground about the pharmacy industry and how all these chemicals going around and it just messes everybody up. And then you get everybody amped up and then you have the violence and the video games. And for our viewers, there's a book that I recommend and I think I might be able to get him on here. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman, he was a psychologist, uh, army ranger at West Point, taught psychology. And he wrote a book called On Combat. And he talks about in that book how video games were not invented for entertainment, but they were originally intended for military training a form of military mm. training. And now it's out there and kids are sucking down video games and it's like, oh, well, I play Grand Theft Auto, Theft Auto and I'm going to go out and, you know, pop somebody and steal their car. Um, so um, Vivian asked, this is, this is really good. What do you think about life outside of this plane? Um, Orlando, I'm going to let you go first. Well, uh, I'm just going to tackle it as direct as I, you know, I need to say it. Definitely, our soul, our spirit, right? It's it's eternal. It's so eternal. that's outside of this plane. Yes, definitely, hundred percent. Yes, yes. There is an afterlife, and there are two components to that afterlife. You have heaven, and you have hell. It's it's very simple. Now, when hell was created, God did not create hell for human beings. It was created. It says very clearly in Scripture that it was created for the devil and his angels. But because somebody who is not saved, because they are following the ways of Satan, they're Luciferian, because you've rebelled against God, because of our sin, because he's holy, and because God is just. I mean, that he is the epitome of justice and truth. And, you know, we if we do something, I mean, God doesn't lie. You know, when we take a look at the Ten Commandments, we always think of those as the ten, list of ten things to do and not do. Well, I have not been able to uphold any single one of those commandments in my entire life. I've lied. I've cheated. I've stolen. I've committed adultery in my mind. I've, I've murdered. You know, I mean, Jesus even said, if you look at your brother, we've talked about hate tonight and say, hey, you fool and you hate them in your heart. You've already committed murder. It's all the garbage and the junk that's in here. It's, it's the division. It's the strife. It's dishonoring your parents. It's having a God above Yahweh, the God of salvation, the God of the Bible, all of those things, because that's just our very nature because of the rebellion in the Garden of Eden, we've inherited a corrupt seed. We are corrupt because of our 
father and mother uh, in an earthly sense, Adam and Eve. And because of that, because God is just, because we've committed murder in our heart, if it is not covered by the blood of Jesus, if it is not covered by that faith in Jesus, then he's got no choice. There is punishment. That's where we get the concept of justice from. Uh, you know, when we see somebody murder somebody, it's like, yeah, they need to go to prison. Well, where do you think we get that from? That comes from God himself, you know, because we're made in the image of God and that, that, that concept of justice. So God is a holy God. He's a just God, but he is a loving God. He's provided a way out for us from that junk. Before I was saved, before I followed Jesus, I was a hot mess. Um, you know, I was into all sorts of weird stuff and, and doing things that I, you know, would, I don't even want to talk about right now, but he has provided a way out. So there is life outside of this plane. Um, and we know that, um, and then Viviana pulls up too. Uh, we can talk more, please talk more about the book of Enoch. You know, we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, when we go on, uh, in after Rockfest in May, because there is just so much to unpack from that. Now, a lot of people will be like, oh my goodness, he's talking about the book of Enoch. Well, it is actually mentioned in the book of Jude and Jesus made reference to it. Um, and it's, uh, if Jesus made reference to it, it didn't make scripture. It didn't make the canon, but it's very much worth reading because it gives you insight into the unseen realm that that is around us. And that's what we're contending with. We are contending with powers of darkness. We have to put on the full armor of God because we are fighting not against flesh and blood. And, and that's why I have a hard time. And I'm just going to... Um, you know, vent here for a minute, you know, with, with all these people, it's like, yeah, we need to fight for Jesus in America. We need to take America for Jesus. And, um, no, that's not what we need to do. We need to be the salt and the light and share the gospel. That's what Jesus did. Jesus did not. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, it was Rome. I mean, you know, just think of it. It was the Roman empire that he was operating in. And I know it ticked every, a lot of people off that he didn't overthrow Rome, but he came and brought the gospel of good news. And that's what we're to do is to bring the gospel of good news and not overthrow um, the establishment. Go ahead. Uh, Orlando. I, I wrote, I wrote, read a quote from Francis of Assisi once that stuck with me. It was one of those, it said, uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Wow. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those moments like for me, it's like, oh, you're yeah. a friend of God now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jim, Jim is weighing and he said, well said, Glenn. Hey, Jim, that's what this is about. I mean, we rock. We do. We, we have a good time. And, you know, we're just going to let the clock keep going here because we got some more things to talk about. And this is important. Uh, and these are people that I can do this with. We've had deep, deep discussions before in the past, and I know it's going to get deep when, when we talk. Uh, this is about Jesus, and it's about the gospel. And that's what Orlando and Carla are about. They are about glorifying Jesus through their music and the gospel. And when you see them on stage and when you hear their music, they do what Orlando's saying, what St. Francis of Assisi said, you know, when necessary, use words. You know, it's so, it's so deep. Um, Jim also uh, weighs in here. Well said. Uh, the gospel, the Bible is our sword. The Bible is the sword of the spirit. Mm -hmm. it, it is the sword of the spirit. I want to go back up to Rick here. And he says, yep. And the media is sorcery. Yeah. 
it's casting a spell on you to make you think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't watch TV. I watch, I watch now. Okay. This is the early years. I went through like 10 years where I didn't even own a television. And I thought I was so holy because I did not have a TV. Uh, and I, that was more out of me trying to gain God's favor by not having a TV than listening to his voice because I was a spiritual jerk at the time. Um, <laughs> you know, but you know, do things in moderation, you know, and there've been times, you know, uh, Orlando, you've probably had this where, you know, I'll be deep in prayer and I'll be like, Oh man, I need to dig into the word right now. And then I'll just hear this still small voice be like, Hey Glenn, um, go listen to a record or go mow the lawn or, and that's not Deb saying that, you know, it's just still small <laughs> voice in me. <laughs> maybe Deb's praying at that time that I will go mow the lawn. Um, or, you know, just go relax or go listen to that record, go listen to your favorite band. And I'll do that. And God will unlock all this stuff while I'm listening. I'm like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm glad I did that. That was, that was spiritual. So it's just staying in tune with, with Jesus and Viviana, I know you've got so many more questions and, uh, you know, go ahead and subscribe to us. And, you know, when we do get to the book of Enoch and we're going to be talking about some really deep things about the unseen realm, and I'm working on getting some really interesting guests that are going to blow your mind about the scripture because we've really kind of, um, westernized it. And a lot of pastors don't want to talk about where they hide, they hide what's in scripture about what's out there. And really what we're, what we're dealing with, um, our Western theology is weak. Now, when you go back and you read, uh, the way that it was written for the Hebrews and, and them, uh, you know, I, and Vivia sa- says, I do, and I will keep you posted, Viviana, on every edition that we have. I'll send you a message like I did for this one so that you can follow what we're, what we're talking about because you have some very good questions. I think those questions are questions that a lot of people, a lot of people have. And uh, that's why I enjoy doing this is be able to answer some of those questions. But the unseen realm and the way God, uh, there, there's a mini series that I've been watching with my wife. Um, it's called the chosen and it's about Jesus. I I don't know if you guys have seen it or any of our viewers have seen it. I saw season one and there was one point in there where Nicodemus, the Pharisee was looking at the glass rather darkly. Okay. And you know, that's the way we see Jesus through, through, uh, glass rather dimly. And, um, so he, um, what, what, what Nicodemus said, he's like, God is more, unusual and strange than we think mm-hmm. he he really is he he really is and we've westernized it and we've put it in a box and uh that that's something that we're working on for when we get back because i think that's something that a lot of our uh rockers and metalheads they're looking for they're looking for you know they're like I understand the truth, but there's got to be more to this. And there is some more to it. I want to get on those upcoming podcasts. That's my jam. That's Ryman. Yes, Ryman. I know that is your jam. I was actually thinking about that the other day. We need to get you on. We need to we need to chop some spiritual broccoli, brother. We're going to chop the broccoli, broccoli over here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is what this is what this is about. And God is so wonderful. He is so awesome. And he is so mysterious. I mean, it's so trite when we say, yeah, he works in mysterious ways. So. Um, Real quick, has there ever been a time in your lives where you have had to come to the choice of fearing God rather than man in making a difficult decision? And in doing so, how did you do it? Well, I think um, 
it, it's a daily thing. I think it's what it is, really, when it comes down to, you know, um, sometimes more than others. Sometimes, I mean, it can, it can be travel. It can be uh, a job. I don't know. Nowadays, I don't want to, you know, I, I know nowadays people are afraid because of the COVID, for example, and, and vaccines and stuff like that. All I'm going to say it about that is put your trust in God. Whether whether you get it or not get it, put your trust in God, you know, rather than man. Like, in the end, everything is possible for God. So we need to trust God and he will defend us. Like, like it says, Psalm uh, 91, a hundred will fall on your side and you'll stand. No, a thousand will fall, right? So this is what it comes down to, you know. Um, Get into, do not neglect the spirit. Uh, talk to God. Have a relationship with the creator is what it comes down to. Um, have that relationship every day. It's so important. Um, and God will guide guide you through everything. Discernment. That's, that's what it comes down to, I think. You, Carla. How about well, for you, Carla? I'm, I'm here... I'm here trying to think, and I I think that most of the time I find myself in situations where I'm thinking, oh wow, you know, this is this is pushing Carla, the human being, to the limit. And I think I should probably put it in God's hands. And actually I sometimes find myself telling myself that just put it in God's hands, Carla, put it in God's hands. Because I know that if I go by the ways of the world, I'm going to be super anxious and worried, probably along the lines of what Orlando is saying, you know, some of us get more worried than others, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I tend to worry. I tend to think of a lot of scenarios in my mind and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Well, this can happen and that can happen. And what do I do? And what do I do? And then I get so, so nervous and, and, and lose my peace. And that's the, the, the right time to look at this man of peace right here. And he's just going to say like, hey, why are you so worried about? Why are you so worried about? Just put it in God's hands. It can be <laughs> as simple as that. But for me, sometimes it, it gets so convoluted because my mind is going a thousand miles an hour. And I'm thinking, no, 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 wait a minute. I can figure this out. But no, I can't because God is going to guide me through it. I just got to let things happen in his timing and realize that most of the time, when we're making decisions, if he is in our hearts, we are making the right decision. No need to like overthink it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it really, Carla, it really goes back to what we were talking about earlier with being a friend of God and being part of his family. Uh, the reason why God created us is he wanted us part of his family. Now, it wasn't that he was lonely. All right. God, you know, he's sufficient in himself, but he wanted us to be a part of his family. And when we decide to do things, he wants to participate in that with us. And that's why sometimes when we mess it up, he'll help. Well, he, you know, if our heart's in the right place, he'll help us clean up the mess like a good father does. Mm-hmm. And it's part of that participation. That's something that I've had to deal with because Carla, you're a lot like I am in a lot of ways, very analytical and like, okay, how can I figure this out? How can I do this? And we can only do that so far because we're limited in our capacity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't until about a year ago that I really started to dig into the book of Proverbs. And I was like, oh, wow, why didn't I read this stuff earlier? 
it would have saved me from a whole lot of trouble <laughs> that I've gotten myself into and a whole lot of anxiety and stress. We've got some more comments coming in. We've got Jim says, the lamb is gentle. The tiger prowls for prey at night. God made them both. That is so true. Uh, they flow from his creativity. God is not our peer, but mysterious. Yes, he is not like us at all. Um, he says that I am not, you know, I'm not like man that I should lie. You know, uh, wow. You want to talk about that? Just, you know, if, if you just walk away with anything tonight, God does not lie. If he says something, it's true. If he says he's going to help you through something and that if he's going to fight for you, if you be still in trust in him, guess what? He's going to do it. But the convolution of the sorcery of the media and everything else that's going on and the sorcery of the church. Yes, there are sorcerers in the church and um, the majority of church is sorcery. Okay. Um, that's telling you this perverted image of Jesus. That's, that's not true of he's just going to mess up your life and, and leave you for gloom and doom. And you're going to be poor. Um, no, you know, God is for you. He is not against you. That is all, that is all a lie. Now I need this. Uh, can you translate this for me? This is from Arturo Gutierrez. Oh yeah. Hey, Arturo. Oh. Hi Arturo. Seguimos pa'lante contra toda duda. Dios es bueno. We keep pushing forward against all odds. God is good. Yes. <laughs> he is good. He Amen. is good. He gave us good news. That's what the gospel is. is it's good news. It's not bad news. And it still blows my mind that people want to kill people over the gospel. Hey, God came to save you and redeem you so you can live a life of eternity in heaven. Right. I'm going to kill you. That makes absolutely no sense at all when you really break it down and think about it. it really we have another any... song that talks about it, right? What we have that? The Crusader. The, the Crusader. Crusader, yes. One of our yes. songs. Yes. It's, yes. it's like you see the creator in your enemy's eyes. How can you kill your enemy? How can it be an enemy if your creator is within them? Yeah. That's why God with murder, why, you know, it is so critical to him and why Jesus even said, if it's in your heart, you've murdered already. Cause that's where everything comes from is from the, is from the heart, you know, and I want to go back to one thing real quick. And then I want to wrap some stuff up here because we got some things to talk about. But, you know, if you doubt the good, you know, if you doubt that man has a sinful heart or a sinful nature, um, just go to any daycare and see what happens when you put one tinker toy in front of two kids <laughs> or you put one slice of pizza in front of 12 hungry teenagers. Okay. You're not going to say, Oh, I love you, man. That slice is for you. Or no, this is for you. It's going to be all out melee for that one slice of pizza or that tinker toy. And it's that greed that's wanting to desire self-fulfillment. The dark face of greed shows up. Oh, another one, man. We're making one. song analogies tonight. The dark yeah. face of greed arises when the tinker toy hits the floor and the slice of pizza hits the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Orlando, you've said a lot about this tonight, and this is so, so important. And I want to bring everybody back around to this. You, you talk about the importance of hearing the voice of Jesus, spending time in prayer, spending time fellowshipping with him. Um, and based, you know, with the, the lyrics for your songs, you spend time in the word. Everything is based on the word. It's not like you're just like throwing out, you know, trite stuff that you hear like on you know, most contemporary Christian music where it's like, you know, just the trite stuff that you would hear in Sunday school, but really spending time in the word. And Jesus said this in John chapter 10, 27 at verse 20, uh, 
verses 27 through 28. It's John chapter 10, 27 through 28. If you spend time in prayer, if you spend time fellowshipping with Jesus, and if you spend time in the word, Jesus said this, my sheep hear my voice. Yes. The sheep know the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord, if you're having trouble trying to figure that out, and I think you would agree, it's that still small voice. It's not the one that's yelling and screaming at you and condemning you or accusing you. The accuser, okay, the slanderer, that's what devil means is it means slanderer, okay? Mm. It's the still small voice. Michelle, you are still with us. Thank you. We've been we've been marathoning it tonight. Um, Carla, I've also been struggling with worrying. I had to tell myself the same thing. God's got it, and he'll inform my decisions. Wow. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I feel you, Michelle, but we, we stay strong. We keep yeah. praying and put it in God's hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, one, I really... Go ahead. Oh, one thing. Now that you talked about the sheep hear my voice, right? how an earlier comment said about God creating the sheep and the tiger and how so different, but then the same comes with our spirit because we are like sheep in the eyes of God. But when we are ready to battle with the armor of God, then we're like tigers. Hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is so true because when you all get to see Carla in Orlando on stage it is not going to be the the meek sheep. It is going to be the roaring lions. And that is something that Tiffany and I are going to be talking about next week from the last trumpet. Uh, and Christina, who is one of our, the glue that's keeping me together with Rockfest, um, we're going to be talking about roar. There's a mystery going on here. We're going to talk about roar and everybody needs to tune into that. Jim Stanton, very cool. Yes. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, yeah, it, we, we, you know, we are not, uh, armor of God is not the Gaither vocal band. Okay. Nothing against the Gaither vocal band. I I've thoroughly enjoyed, I've been to a Gaither concert, but it's something totally different. You have a roar that is going to be going up on the stage. Um, so with that being said, and we are at the eight thirty, uh, we've been an hour half in and I appreciate everybody hanging with us tonight. We've gotten into some deep stuff and some great, great questions, but we have to do this before we close out. Guess what it is time for? It is time for a Get Revelation Rockfest 2021 update. Yes, we've talked about it a little bit. Carla, you have a list of the artists that are going to be playing at Give Revelation Rockfest 2021. Can you share that with us, please? Absolutely. Glenn and everybody listening, get ready to rock on at Rockfest with Winter's Resurrection, Ziggy, The Last Trumpet, Jenna Parr, Armor of God, <laughs> Warhol, <laughs> Warriors of Light, Zena, and the letter Black. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a lineup. I am so excited about having Armor of God, all of these bands on stage. And one of the cool things about having done this, I mean, you guys were the first band that I really became very good friends with. And you've been with the broadcasting and the ministry that we've been doing here ever since we started. And it's just been so, so awesome. And it's going to be so great to have you here on stage. There are just so many bands that we've worked with. 
but it's so cool because all of these bands that are on stage, all of the artists, I know them. Now, some of them I have not met like I've met you guys and enjoyed good uh, good omelets and stuff at Rock and Brews. Uh, and Motor Oil <laughs> Coffee, right? Yes, and Motor Oil Coffee, yes, yes. Yes, How people, like your- <laughs> Glenn definitely drinks motor oil. He puts <laughs> nothing on his coffee. He wants it really, really dark. That's how he takes his coffee. That's another inside info there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's spilling the beans on me. The, 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 the truth, the truth comes out. So, hey, everybody that's watching, I know we got viewers that are outside of the South Carolina area. Come to get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina, and I've got on the screen here the stage that the, that all of our artists is, are going to be on is the Crown Plaza Hotel stage. And here's the deal: Crown Plaza Hotel has a special offer just for attendees coming to get Revelation Rock Fest. Okay, now if you want to know where you can get your tickets, you can get them at lithoscry.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com, or just type in the letter Black Charles in Google and the Eventbrite link will come up. So that's lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com where you can get tickets at. Now, get a load of this, okay? Um, So, oh, wait a minute here. Tara, who designed our design, uh, our logo for Get Revelation Rock Fest, says yes. (laughs) And that is an awesome design that she's got with the owl, with the sickle, with the serpent around the sickle. And then uh, Rugged American Flag Company about the coffee. Yes, Carla, LOL. So (laughs) now he he actually, uh, I think he knows that, that I like motor oil or what I call the dregs of the pot, the bottom of the pot. So, um, Yeah, you. We got a special hotel deal for people uh, for people coming in from outside of Charleston at the Crown Plaza Hotel. It's only one hundred and twenty nine dollars a night. You can't beat that. This is a four star accommodation. You get a fifteen dollar drink and beverage credit at the hotel. You get breakfast for two included in that, and then on top of that, there's two other things. Two other things. Get a load of this. They are running a shuttle from the hotel to the venue. Like, Isn't that so cool? cool? How yeah. cool is that? Yes. <laughs> Can't beat the shuttle. Shuttle no. to a concert. That's so cool. Exactly. And they're going to be running it throughout the day so that our attendees can get there. You just park your car at the Crown Plaza. It's very close to the Charleston International Airport. We do have people that are flying in. So if you want to fly in, go ahead and do that. And we will work a way to get you to the Crown Plaza so you can enjoy your four-star accommodation. And the other thing that they're doing is that everybody that has reservations at the Crown Plaza Hotel enters a drawing to win potentially VIP tickets, which will get you in the front two rows of the concert. So you'll be basically close to on stage with all of the artists that are, I mean, you can't beat that. So the event's going to be at the Hanahan Amphitheater. Get your tickets now. Now, here's the nice thing in South Carolina, the governor has lifted all of the capacity restrictions for outdoor events. So we can have as many people as we want. And yes, we will have hand sanitizer there and uh, it's going to be outdoors. So it's going to be safe. It's going to be rain or shine. It's, it's going to happen. And so come enjoy and right now, in a lot of the counties in Charleston, they are dropping the face mask requirements. So uh, a lot of good things going on here. This is the perfect timing for it. And it was almost exactly four years to the day of Get Revelation Rock Fest that I met Carla in Orlando for the first time and saw them on stage at the Orpheum Theater in Tampa, Florida, opening for Hammerfall and Delane, which unfortunately, man, when I got word that they folded and they don't, 
they're not rocking anymore. I was heartbroken, but at the same time excited because I know God's doing something in their lives. Um, it's obvious because Get Revelation Rock Fest is something that came out of a Delane concert. Go figure. Um, yeah, God's doing something there. Pray for all of them. And sometimes you have to step away from what you're doing to hear the voice of God, and God will shut things off so that he can get your attention. So be praying for them. Carla in Orlando, what are you looking forward to the most about coming to Get Revelation Rock Fest? Oh, me first. Well, definitely, I want to meet everybody. I want everybody to come to our table. Uh, are we getting a merch table? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, right? you okay, are. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, uh -huh. yes. That's 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 my jam. That's where I want to go talk to everybody. That's where I met Merge. you. <laughs> yeah. Just like this. <laughs> I want to meet everybody. I want everybody to. I I, I just enjoy so much um, the rock festival um, scenario where people can actually talk to each other, get to know each other. We're all staying at the same hotel, so you know it's 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 a it's a cool vibe to what's going to happen. I'm really really excited to make new friends and and keep communicating with all of you uh, through our website and our web pages and and through these podcasts so i'm looking forward to making new friends for sure same here um i can't wait to to go live on stage finally oh yeah uh, after all this time <laughs> i mean we we did the live streaming show like last year mm. right that's the last time we we played as a full band mm. somewhere live after that we actually had a a small Halloween show, uh, uh, but that was we did we did that with drum tracks because our drummer had an accident at the time. Yeah, Henry, he broke. He's uh, much better now. Well, he's all good. set he's, and ready to rock. He's ready to rock. Thank <laughs> God. Yes, uh, he had some features. He couldn't play for a few months, so we did drum tracks. And also, Diana, our other vocalist, couldn't be in that show. Uh, and of course, uh, she she's pregnant right now, so this is gonna be a special show. Um, and she won't be able to be there. But uh, the same thing, like that last show was just four of us. This show is going to be, Henry, our drummer, is going to be there. It's going to be the full band playing. We're going to have our speakers super loud up to 11. Ooh. And we're going to melt everyone's faces off, like you said. And <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And I want to also, I'm excited to see all the other bands that are going to be playing there. Because I'm, I love yeah. seeing live shows. So mm -hmm. I'm excited for that as well. It's yeah, gonna it's going to be nonstop, like nine, ten hours of melt your face off music from from everybody uh, that's going to be on stage. And yes, Carla mentioned it. You can get a mug just like this at the Armor of God <laughs> merch table for your motor oil coffee. And there you if go. If you want to learn how to drink motor oil coffee, just email me at Glenn at or just email me at G, uh, lithoscry l i t h o s c r y at gmail.com. You know, the, today, I mean, it's just been, work has been crazy because it's the end of the year where I work, the end of the school year and getting everything ready for Rockfest. And, you know, when I walked into the studio this evening, I was like, oh man, I, I hope I make it through this live stream. And I am just so pumped and excited right now because what you shared tonight is just so refreshing to hear. And that's what the church needs to hear. That's what believers need to hear. And I really appreciate everybody's comments and questions. And yes, we are going to get more to more of that. We could spend all night doing this. I mean, we're almost at the at the two hour mark. I mean, like the marathon days. Um, but we're, we're going to have to bring it to a close. I mean, Armor of God and others will take the stage or the rocks will cry out. God's word cannot be contained. That is so true. 
Very that is true. so true. I think there's a guy who wrote a book about that, about the stones crying out. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, some some dude, some dude did. Yeah, yeah. some dude, <laughs> some dude wrote a book. Um, you check it out at lithoscry.com. It's called Stones That Cry, written by a guy named um, Glenn Remsen is his name. And Guys, it's a really good book. I read it. Yes. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Orlando was one of the first to read the book, and um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, really oh, I want to bring up. Uh, we've got. Uh, I need to do this real quick. We have to. We have to do this because they've been very, very good to us. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this up here. I gotta remind everybody about Metal Sharpens Metal on WVVC FM, Utica, New York, eighty-eight point one FM and one of five point seven FM, Saturday night, eight PM East Eastern Time with Steck and Dax. Metal Sharpens Metal. If you like the music of Armor of God, if you like your uh, music for Jesus a little bit harder and heavier, and if you like great interviews. Um, this is the place to go. More great interviews. He's been featuring all of the artists that are going to be a part of Get Revelation Rock Fest. Last week was uh, Winner's Resurrection. Oh, Orlando, you were one of the first guests on the show, too, uh, for, for Armor of God. I got to hear that one. And a lot of great stuff there. Tune in WVVC.com. If you do not live in the New York area, area that's Steck and Dax. Check out that show. It is awesome. And uh, Steck has just read the book as well and was like, whoa, dude, um, that's really cool. So check out the book, you know, Stones That Cry. You can get it on, on uh, Amazon. And you know, when you read that book, you know, we should make a gift set, Carla. You get a copy of the book and an Armor of God coffee oh, mug. To so you can coffee. drink your motor oil and read that book. There you exactly. Go. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that marketing idea. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. It has been an awesome, awesome evening. God has been moving. A lot of good word going out. A lot of lives touch, I believe. Spirit's been moving tonight. So until next week, uh, we're going to have Tiffany McGinnis Shelton from The Last Trumpet and my good friend, Christina Hugie. Um, She is going to be on, and we're going to talk about roar, which I'm going to keep a mystery until we talk about next week. It's something that God's going to be doing at Rockfest that we, God showed us, it was right in the midst of us. We didn't realize what was going on until God revealed it. So God's definitely going to be doing something there. So until next week, peace out and rock on, people. That's next Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Carl and Orlando, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Good Have to night. see everybody. God bless everyone. Have a good night. Lithoscry.com.